Hey everyone, it's uh, Andy here on another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Dave. Yeah. Great to be back. Yes mate, yeah. I think... um, It's been a while. Yeah. Back due to overwhelming public demand... (laughs) Um, or is it in spite of overwhelming public demand? <laughs> well, it's been a mad few uh, few months, isn't it? I think it's uh, we could certainly agree. Um, you know, if you listen to this now, this it's been a, since March has been interesting, yeah, to say the least. Definitely, yeah. Well, it, well, like we keep on saying, we went to Kilimanjaro in February, which yeah, was yeah. the beginning of the year. Now we're halfway through the year, and it's been a weird, weird first half of 2020. Yeah, it's it's been unusual, and you know we have to start with like anything, um, you know, we, like in any of the other episodes, we always talk about what we've been up to. I mean, it's very difficult when you're saying that um, you know you've gone trekking from your bedroom to the living room yeah. to the kitchen. Yeah, it's a bit of a different itinerary to what we're used to, isn't it? Yeah, no, it, it is quite different. Um, yeah, there's no no climatization days <laughs> or you know, anything like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, to, to be honest though, I think you know it's been it's been really difficult, and I'm sure many yeah. people listening to this are going to have. Had a real tough time, so we do sympathise with you. But um, yeah, hopefully the world's getting to a point now where we're ready to move forward. You know. Yeah, and this is, and I think uh, that's a good point. And I think we've, this is what we came up with this episode, what we wanted to be like, which is almost what uh, what we call we call it trekking after coronavirus chaos. Yeah, exactly. You know, and what's what it's going to be like when we go into the future because. Yeah. You know, if you've been following us for a while, especially on the, the Mountain Malarkey podcast or over our Facebook page, where we've been doing the, um, one of the cool things that's come out of this is the Tuesday tune-in live Q&A. Yeah, huge. Um, we've been doing, we started it during lockdown because, you know, we wanted to, you know, almost just just be there for, for everyone and and, the, and our community who obviously had a lot of questions yeah. and had a little bit more time than normal. I appreciate, obviously, if you're frontline staff or anything. You know, you've, you've, you've still been working as normal, and, and some people have been. But we wanted to um, just basically get out there and and say, look, we're here. We, we You know, travel isn't going anywhere. I think, Dave, we were talking earlier. And what was it you said? I said, yeah, no, good news. Um, I've spoken to the team in Nepal, yeah, and yeah. Um, Mount Everest is still there. <laughs> so um, that's remarkably positive news for the trekking industry and for everyone <laughs> that enjoys trekking and high-altitude mountaineering and climbing, Yeah, because we can still go there. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and Kili. And Kili, yeah. yeah. And uh, Machu Picchu, Tupacal, all of the big boys, they're yeah. all still there. They're all still um, there. The yeah. teams are all still intact. It's been a really tough, challenging time for them, but, um, yeah. you know, we've uh, we've survived. We're intact. We're ready to go. Yeah, we, we, we've got to take that, you take that for granted because I know a lot of families, you know, around the UK, around the world have, have lost people too soon. Um, yeah. And, you know, we, we're quite fortunate, really. You've got to, you got to take that that we're all still still here, still healthy. You know, although we've had small challenges, really, it pales in comparison to what other people have had to go through. Especially yeah. if you're if you are NHS staff, and you know, I literally take my hat off to you guys. Um, you know, for putting yourself out there during these mad times. Yeah. But um, you know, we like to think that you know we've all, we've tried to remain as positive as we can. I know, like pretty much half our life at the moment is spent on Zoom. Yeah. But we, you know, it, again, it's just nice to be able to see someone and have that interaction. Um, but look, it's, it kind of feels like it's coming towards a relative end. Yeah. And this is why we were like, what's the, the future for, for trekking? 
after the coronavirus yeah. um, and after the chaos around it. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. But you know, if you are listening and you're keen to, to come on on an adventure with us, um, you know, we, we do have two of our most popular trips. You've got the Everest Base Camp Trek or the Killy Trip. Now we're doing a bit of a promotion at the moment, a bit of a competition around um, Kilimanjaro. So if you if you if it's on your bucket list, if you're thinking about doing it, um, definitely go to bit.ly Killy competition so that's killy k-i-l-i competition and get yourself in because you know we're offering uh, two three places to the top of killy yeah exactly it's amazing um yeah and just to you know echo what andy said you know i think anybody that's been working during this time putting themselves at risk so they can continue to support the people that um aren't working whether that be on the tills and tescos whether you're a doctor a nurse or anything like that yeah anything um yeah maximum respect to you guys because you guys have done you know, we like to think there's an element of danger in what we do, but you know, yeah, I think it's um, it's crazy to think that the stuff that you guys were doing, um, the danger and the risk that you took is incredible and humbling. Um, but, yeah, yeah. You know, hopefully this is going to be a time now where we can spring forward, um, and yeah, no one has lost their sense of adventure, which is amazing. I think it's brought into sharp reality actually what we do have just outside our front door. I know, yeah, 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 know, yeah, because um. You know, there's lots of good news like cycling, running, all of that stuff has shot yeah. up. Um, we expected, to be honest, to hear nothing from anybody during this time. Yeah. And actually, we've been busier than we've ever been. Yeah, we have. Because we? Yeah. people have been thinking yeah. about what to do. Where can they go? They want to do more with their life because I think this brings it into stark reality, just how much your life can be affected. By yeah, something. 100%. Yeah. And um, yeah, with that, <clears throat> um, you know, we if you've been following us for a while, we tend to do a competition to give back to you guys. Yeah, um, and this and this one's bigger than ever. You know, this is our yeah. biggest one yet. So two free places um, to the top of Kilimanjaro, which we know now it's uh, it's not easy. No, no. I mean, yeah. When, that's one of the questions we get asked by people that are relatively neutral. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, what's harder, EBC or Kili? And I always say, for seven of the eight days, Kili's about the same it's about as the EBC. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One out of the eight days is absurd. <laughs> like some, but honestly, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's yeah. amazing. Like getting to the summit of Kilimanjaro on summit night was, uh, I don't know. It was, it's one of the highlights of life, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Honestly, it was tough. The the emotions, the weather, yeah, the thoughts and feelings that you go through in a in a twelve hour period is amazing. Just amazing. You go through the whole gamut of human emotion. <laughs> No, it was it was amazing. I mean, if you've um, if you haven't listened to um, the we we did a little bit of recording when we were on Kilimanjaro, and we recorded a two part sort of mini series really. So um, in the Mount of Malarkey podcast, so definitely check out those because it gives you a little bit of a uh, an inkling about what it's about, um, how difficult it is. Also, as well, um, how windy it was, Dave. Because we like, we listened back and I think bloody yeah, hell, that was it was a bit windy, very windy it? both on the mountain and in the tent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, more you yeah. than me yeah but when we listened back um yeah it was crazy there was one <laughs> point when me and uh, me and yourself and you yeah, know, yeah. just reached the summit and we're just turning back and we're just walking back and then we just pull out the phone and start doing some recording yeah yeah we and did there was yeah, a point yeah. where andy's like gonna have to put my phone away dave i may get frostbite in my <laughs> what's the wind did it yeah literally it, it, it kind of literally grabbed my hand and, and yeah. started to uh, lose feeling it but still got it um yeah, so definitely, if you've if you've listened to that, great. If you haven't, definitely recommend you listen to it um, and get yourself into the the Killy competition. But yeah, let's kind of get stuck into the episode then. So, what, what the future of trekking? I mean, 
as Dave rightly said, you know, Everest is still there. Yeah. Killy is still there. All the other places we go to are still there. It's um, it it may be different, and it it's kind of brought the question really. I mean, what Dave? I suppose we should start with what what will it look like? Trekking yeah. trips. Uh, they're not going to be too dissimilar. Yeah, we know what we'll say. Same, same, but different. Yeah. You know, this the what you go there to do and what you go there to achieve will stay the same. Yeah. You know, the challenge, the physical challenge, the emotions of seeing, you know, your life's goal right laid in front of you, whether that be Everest or Kili or Machu Picchu or yeah. anywhere. Um, but yeah, you know, we're going to have to all make like small adjustments. I think mainly with regards to the traveling aspect of the trip, you know, the flights, the yeah. flights are going to be the hard, you bit, know, aren't they? travel in the yeah. UK, transiting through the middle and then yeah. arriving at the end. That's going to be different and going to be a challenge. Yeah. Um, certainly I think there's going to be at least in the short term, shorter availability of flights and things like that. So the prospect of getting a row of three to yourself is probably non-existent now. <laughs> But um, you know, you know, face masks. Yeah. Taking extra precautions and stuff like that. But a lot of it, if you've been listening to this for a while, you'll know is already the same. When we talk about going up the mountains, we talk about personal hygiene, yeah, sanitizer, yeah. looking after yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's largely going to be, I think, the same. Yeah. But yeah, it, the traveling is going to be a challenge, I think. But one thing I know for sure is that these countries that we go to, um. Tourism. Yeah, they need us. Trekking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's mutually beneficial. We have a yeah. symbiotic relationship, you know, and they want to get back. I know the guys in, you know, mainly our two biggies, Tanzania and Nepal. I know those guys are working hard over there to try and push for us to come back. And um, Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And it's, it's one of those things, I think you're right, that it's kind of will be a little bit different, but it won't. You know, there's lots of things on a trip when you get out there that will be very, very the same. I mean, ultimately, you know, social distancing is kind of going to be here for a while in the UK, um, you know. But if you do go on a trip, it's natural. There will be things put in place. Yeah. But it's going to be more or less the same because you you, you kind of, you know, it, it's impossible to go to, say, I mean, just as an example, just to go somewhere like Everest Base Camp. And it's, you know, you, you're going to be sharing rooms and everything. There's just not enough space really to have a room each although it'd be nice yeah it's kind of going to be the same but it's, it's it's one of those things that i think definitely there will be some sort of clear changes especially on the flights and you know it's almost a question of the way i'd see it um is, is again this manageable danger because i think as it's slowing down now there will be it will become a decision yeah will i fly or won't i fly yeah not necessarily if you can fly because it seems like the airlines are going to be starting but the most important thing and your big thing you said there was about these countries. Now, you know, you imagine all the guides we've got in Nepal, Tanzania, um, you know, the, the staff we've kind of, um, you know, recently sort of brought on in in country, um, especially like Peru and, and Morocco. Um, you know, these guys need work. They're, their families need work. And, you know, it's one of those things that we've, it's why we started the company really is to, is to start using local support rather than Western yeah. leaders. So we want to keep that going and, you know, we're passionate about getting people back out on trips. For us, like you, like you said, Dave, it's been busier than ever. Yeah. Because we, we we've tried to sort of be there for for people. Exactly. But I think that when it comes to the autumn, I mean, because at, at at the moment, I'm you know, as far as we're concerned, the autumn is is a hundred percent going ahead. Um, you know, unless anything really changes now, um, you know, then then happy days, and we can't wait to get back no. to the mountains. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> it is one of those things where yeah. 
you know, we are looking forward and we are happy to yeah, say yeah. at this stage that, yeah, our autumn season is going to go ahead. We have a big um, Nepal season coming up. Yeah, huge. And Our yeah, biggest, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's huge because obviously we've had to reschedule a lot of people because yeah. unfortunately quite a few of you guys were affected by the the last spring season. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been really a weird time really because we have experienced and it's almost like this the entire country seems to be like in tune at the moment where there's like yeah. lockdown psychosis you know, <laughs> it's got everyone thinking about like the world outside their door yeah because they've been forced to sit in for so long you know and i can guarantee that that's felt in the other side as, as well you know yeah, I know yeah, our guys yeah, yeah. Nepal, tanzania all of those places are really really looking forward to things getting back to normal yeah um but you know the one thing i will say is the the responsible decisions that they've made i think have been in the best interest i mean yeah. they wanted to go back to normal we wanted to go back to normal but we're not going to send anybody out there if it isn't 100 percent safe yeah you know? yeah and as safe as it can be yeah exactly yeah i mean it's adventure travel it's not package holiday to disneyland <laughs> yeah it's, so there's it's, always it's an, an element of, there's always yeah, an element of yeah. danger but getting sick by some you know worldwide pandemic shouldn't be one of the risks you should have to take no yeah and we'll we'll minimize that as much as we can i mean uh, something we introduced a while back now i think it was back in february or march of 2019 was um you know we, we always we started introducing hand sanitizer yeah on the trips we, we we've kind of um previously you know people would generally bring it themselves and we were thinking why don't we just um sort of provide it anyway and you know what it has reduced the amount of people getting sick yeah 100%. from say bacteria or because you know naturally in a remote region yeah there's bacteria around you know it's sometimes the water yeah which is again another thing we've changed we brought in the water filters exactly yeah so it's kind of i'd say a blessing really that we kind of done that already yeah before this yeah, obviously we didn't, we didn't know anything about this but you know it, it was it was part of our sustainability project especially with regards to reducing plastic yeah you know trying to um you know help as much as we can uh, which has worked up to this stage um you know but even a couple of weeks ago um you know we're looking for new ideas and we we as well as um, other travel companies in the UK um we've declared what we call um you know a climate emergency and it means that Basically, over the next 12 months, we're going to be creating more plans and coming up with a bit more of a strategic plan around how to minimize our impact in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, because flying inadvertently, you know, um, is, isn't is great for the environment. We can't get around it unless you want to take you a while and, like, cycle to Kathmandu, which, Dave, I know you're doing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, which is going to be cool. That's going to be, um, yeah, pretty epic. Do my bit. Um, I dropped you in it there. Yeah, you have. Yeah, we've announced it. Now, <laughs> but yeah. So um, yeah, initially we were planning for next year, uh, but there's a lot going on. So yeah. we'll have to see how it goes. But um, no, it's definitely now confirmed. So what are you going to do? Um, so I'm going to cycle from Cardiff, which is near enough where I live, um, to Kathmandu. Yeah. Um, it's always awesome, been, mate. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, cycling has always been sort of my second love. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, it's the way I like to keep fit. And yeah, it's always been, it's been a project of mine. I know I, when did I, we talked about it like way back at the beginning. A couple of years ago, yeah. A couple of years ago, but it's been put on the back burner and stuff like that. But recently I had a, you know, you can't bring this stuff up to Andy without him making you do it. That's the problem. Because like if I said (laughs) to Andy, if I said to Andy, I've got this idea, I'm going to cycle to Kathmandu. The next thing you know, it's happening. And that's the beauty beauty of it. So um, yeah, so what I'm going to do is, yeah, I'm going to be cycling um, from Cardiff um going over to probably down to the south 
get a ferry over to France. Yeah. Then I'm going to cycle through Europe um, down to Istanbul. Yeah. Fortunately, at that point, then I've either got a decision to make. I can cycle through Iran. Um, or I can fly and you can cycle through around at the moment. So I'm going to fly then to India and then I'm going to cycle across India. Wicked. Um, Mate, yeah. that'd be amazing. I know you, you, we've talked about it a little bit about some, some charities. I know you're, you're big passionate. Is it, is it mind? You're going to, yeah, gonna be doing yeah. Mind, so, um, yeah, I want to, I want to benefit both sides of the trip. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I want to yeah. do, um, ideally, you know, I, if I can get multiple charities on board, I would love to do it yeah, because yeah. there's so many good causes out there. But one of the big ones that, um, is close to my heart or my brain is mind. Um, you know, charity helping people um, nice pun there. cope, yeah, yeah, cope, manage, <laughs> and deal with um, mental illnesses. Yeah, yeah, okay, awesome. Um, you know, because I think it is. You know, I'm a strong believer. You know, that in a hundred years we'll look back on the way we deal with mental illness now. Yeah, like we look back. How the Victorian age dealt with, you know, diseases yeah, and stuff like, and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I know you know, what you mean, so, yeah. Like the progress we are going to have made in 100 years is going to be startling. Yeah, yeah, um, nice. And it is one of those things that I don't want it to be a barrier to anybody to anybody achieving anything in their life. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to set out and do this. Um, and then obviously then we're going to do something um, yeah. for the other side in Nepal. Um, yeah, and what form that'll take, I'm not entirely sure. I know that a big causes over there are to do with like orphanages and stuff like that. Yeah. They're far more common in places like Nepal than they should be. Um, so helping the communities over there and schools and stuff like that is going yeah, to be nice, Dave. is going to be good. Yeah. So that's that's penciled in, shall we say? <laughs> no, no, it's not penciled now. Oh it's no, sorry, ink. sorry, it's, it's, in it's, ink. it's ink blotted in. Yeah. Come on now, you can't pencil anything yeah, in with me, mate. Yeah, I've just, <laughs> exactly. I've just made the date a little bit blurry. Is that twenty-one or twenty-two? No, I think um, I think you're right, and and you know, as we and you you've made a good point there about pushing it away to maybe twenty twenty-two. Yeah. Um, you know, because we got a busy. We had a busy year planned anyway, but we've kind of had to push things into next year. And it goes into what we've done for our Evertrackers. And, you know, if, if you listen to this and you're part of the community as well, you uh, you may have delayed your trip. You know, we are trying to remain as flexible as we can. Part of that is that we have open dates now all the way until on every trip uh, until the end of 2023, which seems yeah. nuts. But look, we're, we're, we're realistic and, you know, we, we understand that there's a little bit of uncertainty. Again, this brought to, to the subject that we may as well do one around the coronavirus chaos now yeah, yeah. and what it's going to be like going forward, which is, if you want to push the trip to the next year, no worries. Yeah. Let's do it. No charge. Let's do it. Let's choose a new date. Work towards that. Yeah. You know, put all your energy in because at the moment, you know, people have got their priorities around family and things like that. You know, jobs, work, finances. So anything like that, we're there for, to, here, you know, to make sure that you get on a trip if you book to go to Everest Base Camp, then then we want to get you to Everest Base Camp. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a matter of time, and you know, um, anything around that, um, you know, we, and if you're listening to our podcast and you've got any questions, just just send us a little email. Obviously, you can you can email the podcast email, which we do have, which is podcast at evertrek.co.uk, or you know, the normal inbox that the the entire team has access to. So info at evertrek.co.uk, and um, you know, we'll 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 make that happen for you. But you know. <clears throat> Again, Dave, it just comes down to time, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy that we're in fifth fifth uh, of June, we're recording. It. Yeah, it's insane. It's mad. I mean, well, when it comes <laughs> to these, you know, these little changes that we're making mm. with regards to putting dates up to twenty twenty three. Yeah. And it's all about because we've always been about removing barriers. You know, we know yeah. that people want to go on trips, and we want to be the ones to take you there. Yeah. And so, you know, 
doing things like you know we recently um it's finished now but previously we've lowered our deposits to 10 yeah. pound might we've, be back day might, might be, be back, back. you never know, certainly, yeah. know. So <laughs> basically and then we've also extended the period you can pay you know so you can do monthly payments yeah yeah good point. i know this sounds like a pitch it kind of is but it's also kind <laughs> of true you know yeah, yeah. if you want to you know, we want to make it as risk-free and yeah. as fun as it can be. Because, yeah. you know, the hardest part of getting to base camp or Killy or anywhere you want is booking on. Is the start. Yeah, it is. That's 100%. the hardest yeah, yeah, yeah. bit. Making the decision yeah. and booking on the trip is the hardest hurdle to overcome. Because to get to that point, you've got to overcome all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. All of the reasons that you think, oh, I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. And then once you've booked it... All you gotta do is go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know there ain't nothing stopping you but the leaving yeah, yeah. at all. And uh, yeah, so we want to make sure that um, you know that things like cost, things like managing your payments in difficult times like this, things yeah. like managing your dates, are basically non-problems. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. Honestly, ch- changing yeah. your date is easier than paying your mobile phone bill. Yeah, I had to dial one five zero to pay my phone bill the other day, and it took six minutes. Really. On hold. Uh, we can change your date in two. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. No, it's um, exactly. And, you know, this, over the next sort of six to 12 months, there's going to be, um, you know, especially when it comes to the travel industry, it's probably one that slowed down. But for us, you know, we uh, naturally, as, as people who, who run a travel industry, we're prob- probably on the more positively minded people out there just I because so. of our thought process. But we also want to be realistic. But look, you know, like like you said, it's not going anywhere, and you still want to get out on these trips. Um, you know, we'll make it as easy as we can. Yeah. So that's the that's the kind of plan, really, when it comes to, um, you know, getting on these trips, and you know, it will happen. We can't wait. We're still running our training weekends. We've we've kind of got some upcoming news around more detailed training weekends because we realise that, you know, we we've we're kind of moving on to sort of bigger and better things and people still need help to get to Everest Base Camp to the top of Killy. But we're also running trips now during some winter seasons. Um, you know, you're looking at Mount Tupcar, you're looking, um, we won't be long, we'll be actually launching Aconcagua. Um, and you're also doing things like Island Peak and Mera Peak. So what we've done is we've teamed up with um, Aim Higher in, in North Wales and we're putting together some, basically some two or three day trips around the UK, uh, around winter skills, around mountain time, getting comfortable using ropes, you know, all that stuff that really you need to go before you go. Um, you know, you can learn when you're out there because on all of our trips, if you're doing any anything, our guides will teach you. But there's no, um, there's nothing better than the hours spent on crampons using yeah. an ice axe. Because the, the, the more time you spend doing that, the less time you have to think about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, Steve, the guy that we've, um, we're now affiliated with, um, with Aim Higher, he's, he's the guy that we did our winter training with way yeah, back when. he's awesome, man. Um, and yeah, he's a fantastic guy. Um, his knowledge of the mountains and his, mm. you know, his attitude towards how you should conduct yourself in the mountains yeah. is all about keeping yourself safe, having a successful trip and coming back down with all your fingers and toes and bones intact. And, um, yeah, exactly. and, and he's extremely successful in that endeavor. So, um, yeah. and also he's a great guy. It's a fun trip as well, you know? Yeah. He's got a good team with him. Um, you know, especially, I mean, with regards to ratios, for people because you know especially if we we, we are going to be releasing these in the next few weeks um is that the ratios because of you know social distancing will be probably smaller groups yeah it just means that we might run more of these trips um you know we're thinking about um you know you know say you have like one or two guides um we're using the ratio maybe we're, I mean, we're still it's still in the development 
but it'd mean that, say, there's one guide, uh, but for every one guide, you can only have four customers. Yeah, exactly. You know, so we, we'll get, obviously, a, a assistance and things to help Steve and, um, you know, we're thinking about doing doing this sort of thing whilst we're in the UK. Um, it's pretty different when you're in the mountains. Yeah. Like, when you're on uh, Island Peak, you're in such a remote region, unless, like, things like coronavirus is already there. Yeah. There's no real danger when no. you're up on top of Island Peak. No. It's different when in the UK because on the same day you could be in a city. Yeah, exactly. You know, so that's why in the if there's UK trips, we're going to look at either increasing our guides to customer ratio, uh, sorry, reducing the guides to customer ratio, but having more guides with us. Yeah, exactly. I think it's something we're definitely um, definitely looking at. I mean, at. with our training weekends as well, the ones yeah. um, the ones that myself and you run in Brecon. Yeah. We always have at least three of us three anyway. Of us, yeah, so there's yeah. me, you, and uh, the great bald Yeti John, training coordinator yeah, yeah. for Evertrek. Yeah. Um, you know, so we can manage that quite comfortably. And we yeah. always have what we like to call, you know, some Evertrek vets coming along. Yeah. That's not veterinarian, that's veteran. <laughs> Um, you know, people that have done Brilliant. base camp trip and stuff like that, we've had them come along in the past. And um, it's great to have a good mix of people that have been there and done that. Yeah. And also you get a lot of different sort of, views and tips and things like that you know yeah um yeah i can't wait to get on I my mean, next one's in august i don't know if that's sold out now there might be one or two spaces left on that one and then we should have one in september yeah we've got some and i think what we'll do as well because we, we realize that during this this time and people don't necessarily want to go too far um you know uh, just you know some people are, are are kind of thinking that way we'll um we'll definitely put more dates out there yeah whereas um you know we can do some stuff in the uk because you know it's all about getting out there and uh, whilst we're on the subject of who we're teaming up with, we've also teamed up with the the Altitude Centre in London. Now, this is when it comes to to altitude, and you know we're you know we're one of the UK's sort of fastest growing travel companies when it comes to high altitude, and um, you know we want to work with the best. And the Altitude Company um, are all about high altitude. Um, obviously, their company, yeah. but they're around fitness, almost about getting prepared for altitude, and they're. The way they teach it and the way we, uh, we've we always led with our customers, um, we have the same way. And it's almost the belief that anyone can can be at high altitude, can do it. doesn't matter about your fitness. It helps, but anyone can do it. So yeah. we, we've, we've teamed up with them. We've got some good training plans. We've also got some good sort of online stuff as well because we realize not everyone can get to London. But we're going to be releasing that relatively soon. Do they have a center in Manchester as well? I'm not sure. It's a good question, actually. I know they got the one in London. They got I'm, the hyperbaric chambers. I might have just made that up. Oh, don't please don't say a capesta. <laughs> no, but they are great, and and they've got sort of testing equipment where, uh, you know, they can drop the the oxygen percentage down, and they've actually got a whole gym that they've actually got is is a sealed unit that you could they actually increase the altitude to like three thousand three hundred meters, which is actually um, if you're very familiar with our trips, is like Namche Bazaar. Um, you know, and if to, to train at that altitude, if you're running or whatever, you'll notice it becomes more difficult. So, yeah, they are very good with regards to um, to that. And we've worked with some training plans with them using their expertise from a scientific point of view as well. Even to the fact that if you're a little bit concerned, you can actually go there and get tested. Um, and, you know, there, there are some ph- uh, physiological benefits to to actually getting tested. And it's I think it's like an 85% success rate with regards to how your body will deal with altitude. Yeah. So scientifically, they can say, okay, you'll be all right or not. Or, because, I mean, they're, again, even if they're this, you're part of the 15%, they'll actually work out on a plan 
to um, to basically make sure that you are okay yeah. before you go on a trip. And it's, you know, because we, we certainly, you know, we've seen all shapes and sizes on our trips and, um, you know, like necessarily the, the sort of people we've had aren't the fittest, but it's sometimes the most more resilient people yeah. who, who have, um, who are the ones who actually succeed. And it's mad. Like we've had people who will turn up to do Killy and the longest trip they've, um, or they, they've done like two or three hikes in the last few years. Yeah. But they'll do it because they're such tough individuals. Exactly. Yeah. Um, not necessarily the fittest. And sometimes it comes to that. Um, and I think during the coronavirus chaos, it's been, um, you know, that the tough sort of individuals sometimes that will still do what they've always done. Not necessarily best. Not saying it's right. But they'll still go out and they'll still do do stuff. But, yeah, when it comes to the traveling side, um, you know, getting out there and getting on these trips, that's that's what we're looking yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. They do yeah. have, they do have, they do in have one in Manchester. Altitude awesome. pod, uh, pre-acclimatization on demand. And then they have the main centers in London and stuff like that. Yeah, nice. Um, okay, I'll what, have, to, we'll have to put some together in that one. Yeah, what they're really good at nice. um, and what we really like about them is the science-based approach to it. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of information out there, which is good, and we use it and we give it. But the one thing that these guys can do is they can back it up with the science because they've got the facility yeah. to be able to test your body at simulated altitudes and um, give you a really good indication as to what you need to do in order to like be successful. Yeah. So that backed up with the common sense mountain rules and the tried and tested mountain rules yeah. basically just ensures that you know you have a more easier freer fun time because ultimately it's supposed to be fun right you're supposed to get to your yeah exactly yeah. raise your arm in the air and feel an exhilaration <laughs> and you're not supposed to worry and be terrified of altitude sickness the entire time yeah so it's about an intelligent approach to managing yourself at altitude yeah and one of the things that we've spoken about is um you know they what they do with the simulated altitude you know so you'll actually go into chambers and breathe up breathe like you know oxygen yeah, and yeah. stuff like that at the you know, up to 5,000, 5,500, 6,000 meters. It's amazing what they do in there. Yeah, and they test your physiological response to it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then they know how you react. And so that cannot be a bad thing. Yeah. So, yeah, we're excited to... I'm excited myself to go and use them. No, know? yeah. I mean, yeah, because since we've sort of teamed up with them, you know, it's all been online for us. And we've, we've done some seminars with them um, where we looked at some of the science, um, you know, and we're obviously sharing, uh, sharing a lot of good data with us, um, you know, because we're always keen to learn that. We, we 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 obviously respect science, but we're also, you know, kind of individual individuals. Or if we were told yeah. if we were told that we couldn't go up there, we still would. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> but I it's mean, nice to see the science. This is why it's all about the complete package. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so there are things that have been tried and tested and yeah. proven to work over the years in the mountains, and that's what we do. But pre arrival yeah there are no things that you can do to adjust to altitude you know yeah i think being as fit as you physically can does help being fit and strong and healthy is never ever a bad thing so get yourself as fit and as strong as you can but don't feel like you have to be a ultra elite athlete level mountaineer yeah. to be able to do these trips you know they are available and they are achievable by everyday people yeah you know average joes yeah. i'm an average joe you know and me but yeah, yeah. the Phys Phys uh, you know yeah. Definitely when it comes to the physical side, but it's also, you know, you, you've got to choose almost what well, you said earlier about doing the cycling. Yeah. You've put that out there 
and you've said you're going to do it. Yeah. And you will because you've got that that that, that mental capacity. To. Yeah, you have to now. Well, yeah, you have to. You told everyone on the yeah, podcast. If, by the way, if anyone on the podcast is listening <laughs> and they have any sort of um, hints, tips, and yeah. stuff that they've done that they're willing to share, email it to podcast at evertrack.co.uk yeah. and let me know um, because I am now absorbing every bit of information. <laughs> I mean, the um, you know, as time goes on, I'll be happy to share my setup and things like that, what bike I'm using, the yeah. equipment I'm using and stuff like that. Um, but I'm also keen to hear from you guys because I know a lot of you are absolute savages. <laughs> you <know>? so, <laughs> so you'll have uh, so much good information about what to do, nutrition on the bike and stuff. Um, again, because I want to do an intelligent approach to it. I've never, I mean, I've cycled almost 100 miles before. Yeah. Or did I cycle 100? Can't remember. It was a long time ago. Anyway, so I'm, you know, I'm used to doing that, but it's almost like one day. I need to turn myself from a one-day racer to a grand tour. But it's it's funny you say that. Because most people who hike in the UK hike for one day, say a Saturday, yeah. and then Sunday's kind of, okay, I'm going to relax now. Yeah. Whereas when you go on a trip, you have consecutive days. And yep. sometimes, like like you said, you, you're getting on the bike and you're, um, you know, you're, you're cycling one day, you're beasting it, and then you think, oh my God, i got to do another day. Yeah. That'll, that's part of the learn, isn't it? That's I mean, same with, same with trekking and hiking. Yeah. Um, you know, try, I mean, you know, if you're working towards going to base camp or Killy, Island Peak, Mera Peak, Tube Car, Machu Picchu, whatever you're going, get out there and try some consecutive days. Yeah, um, that, that, yeah. that makes a big difference. So, it does. Um, it's been perfect weather here, so I've been getting out nearly every day, but even when it rains, I've got the indoor trainer now with the smart trainer. Perfect weather in Wales. It's all it has, isn't it? It's, it's, it yes, <laughs> but it, it's all relative. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we're, we're, a, we're approaching that time of year now where billions of gallons of water will fall yeah. from the sky. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, so um, I cycled uh, up Alpe d'Huez the other day. Those of you that watch Tour de France will know that. Um, yeah, so I did that the other nice. day. Virtually on the smart, on the turbo train. They were doing everything virtually now. It, People have climbed Everest virtually. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It absolutely bust me wide open. <laughs> um, that might be to do with the saddle. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah. Analogy so, of the week. <laughs> analogy of the week, yeah. Um, yeah, but no, it's um, it's absolutely great. I'm, I'm really loving it at the moment. But it's good training anyway, because next year is going to be a big one. Yeah. Um, definitely going to base camp in May. Yeah. Definitely going to Aconcagua. Um, and John the Bald Yeti is trying to twist my arm to do Kilimanjaro. You want to do Kilimanjaro in, again? In February. Eh? Um, well, uh, you we'll know, see. We'll, we'll see. We'll maybe enter the competition, Dave. You already said I can't win. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got like 10 fake Sorry. accounts, you know, all set up. Uh, yeah, which brings me on to it again, um, you know, because it's we're coming towards the end of the episode. But um, if you are looking to to head out to, to Killy, um, whilst we run this, um, you know, this uh, campaign, that if you, this competition, um, don't forget to enter it. It's bit.ly forward slash Killy competition. Uh, enter your details. I'll put We'll put the link in the show notes as well. So it's nice and easy. Click on it and you're through. Um, yeah, and you know you can win, um, you know, a place for yourself and a mate um, to climb Kilimanjaro, and that's when the work will start. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you need to enter. It is outstanding. It's one of the most challenging, but equally one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done. And hundred yeah. percent, you could be sat there now debating whether to enter, and if you do, you could win. A hundred percent, you could win. Yeah, yeah, anyone. You yeah, know, yeah. and you and your friend will be it's like, free prize draw as well. Yeah, so there's no charge. Um, you know, you can text as well. What's the number we got? Out? You can text. Uh, if you ch- yeah, actually, good point. While whilst we're on it, yeah, yeah. So actually- Andy, Andy, fill some time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's Killy K I L I to six zero triple seven. 
Um, so yeah, if you if you just message that, it'll actually send you the link and you can enter. Well, so there's a, so there's a few ways. Ah, mate, you know it's all good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so whilst while we're here, then um, yeah, so we will be releasing some more episodes because we realised over the last couple of months, you probably would have noticed that the Mountain Malarkey podcast has been a bit thin on the ground. Um, we've done a lot in the background, and you know now we're, we're sort of coming to the sort of end of lockdown. We'll be, certainly be trying to get out um, an episode a week like we used to. But what we're actually going to do, because we've had some comments from people that not everyone's on Facebook, um, you know, so we've tried to make the Tuesday tune-ins, um, which, you know, we do like live Q&A. Sometimes they're over an hour long, but they're really valuable and they're all about different subject every week. So what I'm going to do is we're going to do, uh, you know, record a little intro, um, you know, for them, but we're actually going to get them and make them available on the podcast. Yeah. Obviously the audio recording. So, you know, you definitely if you haven't watched those yet, um, no worries, we'll put them on the podcast. Listen to them. Some of them are brilliant. We recently did one on bags. We did one on sleeping bags. Yeah. We did one around hiking boots. We've also done some on fitness, fitness. mindset. We, we had a news from the poor with yeah, us. Yeah, battle of, of the treks. Yeah, they're all on YouTube as well. All on YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, yeah with the podcast and stuff like that, if you want to listen to it while you're driving and learn an awful lot, the bags one. Matt, that took me Popular. by surprise. Oh my god! I like, couldn't believe if it. If I had to guess, I would have thought boots. Would have been the most popular me too, one. Me too. But bags just blew boots out the water. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone loves a bag. I, mean, I couldn't I, believe it. I. But, wow. It was almost fifty thousand people that saw it, and I was like, "Wow, that's yeah, nuts, crazy." And it was, you know, so obviously we had, we had, I think it was yeah. over six thousand seven hundred views, something it's, like that. It's important it's not to think about that when we're doing it, because if I had the <laughs> idea that fifty thousand people might have seen us do it, I, that's like pressure, you know. But no, we really enjoy doing these things. Yeah, think of this now as the start. Of season two of the Mate and the Life. We had a mid-season break. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Or an end-of-season break, rather. And now we're back. Um, yeah, so we're going to be putting up those. And we're also going to be doing our regular episodes as well, I think. In, yeah, we're going to drop in with them, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, um, yeah. Because we, you know, this is great. We love doing it. Yeah, and um, I suppose we've come to final word now, Dave, which is never the final word. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But no, it's been really good. And I think, we're, yeah, we're talking about the future of trekking after coronavirus chaos. Um it's more or less the same. But, um, like you said, Dave, same, same, but different. Exactly, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it comes down to we're still going to be going to places like Everest, to Killy. Uh, the journey to get there, whether that obviously on flights might be a little bit different. Yeah. But you're still going to get there. You're still going to stand on top of that summit with your hands raised high. You're still going to hug the people at Everest Base Camp. Yeah. You know, you're still going to get to the amazing... You know, place like Machu Picchu. Yeah. Um, that's not going anywhere. And um, we're here to make it happen for you. Exactly, yeah. I mean, this is adventure travel. We always say it's not a package holiday to Disneyland. Yeah. There's an element of uncertainty and danger. And this is adding to it. Think of it like that. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, the roads are bumpy. The altitude is high. And the face masks are plentiful. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. The one thing that I've taken from it and one thing that kind of caught me by surprise is that you guys, you know, the the way you've engaged, the way you've supported and the way you've, yeah. the sense of adventure has grown, not diminished because of this. Yeah. Um, so to each and every Evertrekker, we extend our sincere thanks because honestly, we've got the best customers in the world. Yeah, we we've have. Got the, we've got, I mean, I don't even think of them as customers. We've got the best community, community family yeah. almost, you know. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, out of any other trekking company, I don't care. Our <laughs> customers are better than your customers, right? Quote me. Because honestly, the like I've 
you know, obviously I can't speak to every one of you personally. Call me, we can. Um, but, but, you know, each and every one of you has been absolutely fantastic yeah, yeah, and absolutely. amazing. Um, the sense of adventure, the sense of um, achievement and goal setting yeah. has got has gone through the roof, you know. And, yeah, it's humbling and it's amazing and it's we're going to work so goddamn hard to get you to the summit of whatever mountain you choose. And, um, yeah. Look, go. Awesome, Dave. I like that. All right, mate. Well, um, my, my, my kumbu cough is starting. It's not the coronavirus, I promise. Um, this is just, uh, yeah, just hay fever. Yeah, no, <laughs> honestly, like, if you were paranoid, if you're a hypochondriac, Andy's the worst person. He's had a cough <laughs> for 15 years. <laughs> you know. No, no, it's, um, it's my good old asthma, mate, you know. What yeah, can you do? Exactly. But no, it's been awesome. And uh, yeah, we'll see you uh, next week with another episode of the Matt Malarkey Podcast. All the best, guys. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>